Make the most out of your daily commute or next road trip in a new Audi from Audi Atlanta. And what better way to do it than behind the wheel of a stylish Audi A5 Sportback. Hey, it's Finn, along with my friends at Audi Atlanta, here to introduce this city to the Audi A5 Sportback. With a versatile and athletic design, the beauty lies within. Combining the sleekness of a coupe with the practicality of a four-door hatchback. And right now, you can lease the Audi A5 Sportback for $537 per month. Find yours at AudiAtlanta.com. And use the Jim Ellis Expressway to start or complete your entire purchase online or shop in person on Petrie Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Experience the thrill of driving like never before at Audi Atlanta. Offer applies to a 36-month lease, 2024 Audi A5 Sportback 40, 537 per month, 10,000 miles per year with 4731 due at signing. Example stock number A25954 MSRP 49,905 excludes tax, tag, and title fees. Offer expires 531.24 with approved credit. Welcome to the collector and the dealer, vintage, modern, and everything else in today's sports card world. Episode 5, base cards have become chase cards? How'd that happen? I am Chuck Oliver. I am the collector. It's been that way for the better part of about 45 years, going back to 76-ish about. Uh, and like a lot of guys, stepped away for about 10 years and then got back in. And I'm all vintage, all pre 80 uh, mostly pre-72, and I try my best to buy raw, and I build master sets, and that's what I do. He's Joe Davis. He's the dealer. Joe, tell everybody what you do, uh, your spot in the industry, and how uh, the people can contact you or see your in, uh, inventory. Hey, Chuck, this is Joe with GotBaseballCards.com. We have a retail store, J&J Sports, out in Loganville, Georgia. Uh, been in the hobby about as long as I can remember, since the mid-'70s, been uh, – dealing since the late 80s and so i uh, just love the industry uh, i think there's more to be excited about than than ever at this point so looking forward to what we have to share today yeah you and i were talking about something um over the weekend and it's just an interesting phenomenon and you said as you said you've been collecting like i have since uh you know mid 70s but then you turned it into a business uh you became a professional yeah. in the late 80s going into the 90s you've set up at nationals you've seen it all Except you said, Chuck, I haven't seen this, and it's base cards from like basic sets, maybe, but going back years or even decades. Uh, and collectors have decided that uh, modern collectors and chasing base cards of Hall of Fame players. Uh, just talk about what the goal is there. What's going on? Well, you know, it seems to have started, you know, when Panini started the Prism brand, which was kind of a throwback to top to chrome and finest brands. Um, the first cards we really saw take off were some of the LeBron, like his 2012 Prism base card, but it's his first Prism card. We've seen that sell at almost uh, around $1,800 for graded copies in PSA 10. And then collectors started saying, well, you know, if LeBron's first Prism card's worth a lot, let's buy up the first Tom Brady Prism card. And then they said, you know, we could go back in time and, and buy up the first finest cards of people. Then we saw Jordan's first finest card, now Ken Griffey's first finest card. And so we're seeing this, I'm calling it the iconic card chase, because it's any of these iconic brands, people are buying up the key Hall of Fame, either current Hall of Famers or, or future Hall of Famers, and people and, it's, and people aren't just buying like a card. People are contacting and saying, okay, I want all 30 of those that you have in stock. Uh, so, so it's a lot of investors are jumping in thinking those are a good long-term investment because they're established players and they're established brands and they're beautiful cards. So they've all kind of got it all going for them. 
you and I have talked in an earlier episode uh, about when there is a, sp- a split in years between, for instance, uh, like 57 tops basketball and going up to 69 tops basketball. There was that divide. And so you would have a first-year card of a player who wasn't a rookie. Um, by that same extrapolation, like the 89 upper deck set, um, if I'm hearing what you're saying correctly, because I think 89 upper deck, you could call that an iconic set. It's not oh, yeah. one of the fancy modern sets, but you would be buying up, for instance, a, a Kirby Puckett first year upper 89 upper deck, something like that. Um, we haven't seen it go that far yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, now the, now the rookies, we've seen huge movement, movement on the Griffey and the Randy Johnson and so forth, but we're seeing it more on the shiny prism and finest and chrome. That seems to be one of the consistent themes. Uh, they're buying up the, the really premium chrome-type cards. Um, sometimes, like in the case of like Jordan or LeBron, they're buying every year of them. Uh, but for other players, they're about like 93, 94 finest basketball kind of lay dormant for decades. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden people are buying up the Barclays and the uh, Elijah Wands and you know, the, any of the other stars from that set in addition to Jordan. What about uh, other sports like Jeter, for instance? Uh, I have to imagine oh, yeah. everything to just talk about the environment for Jeter cards right now in, in, in this, in this base cards or being chase cards. Yeah, Jeter is, is probably the – Jeter and Griffey are the biggest market movers we're seeing in baseball right now. Uh, those who are serious in the hobby know the 93 SP Jeter is an outrageously expensive card. A PSA 10 just sold for about 100000 But we're seeing movement like his 95 Finest, which was his first Chrome-type Finest card. That one has seen a lot of movement. Uh, with Jeter, we're seeing it uh, on all of his premium, uh, his 2012 Prism base card which is an unlicensed baseball card. But we, I saw that card jump from like a dollar to like 15 on Com C in about three days because everyone was buying them up. So, um, and, you know, 2012, I mean, what's that is 20th year card? You know, so I mean, it's just, it's crazy, um, the demand we're seeing. Uh, talk a little bit about, um, you know, again, the current environment, waiting for all sports to come back, et cetera. What has that done to the the basketball? And I'm talking the new issue product basketball market because I mentioned this uh, again in an earlier episode. I was at a show in Nashville about three months ago, and there was at least, for all the new product, there was at least as much basketball action uh, as any other sport. Oh, yeah, the basketball market. It, I it, Every day I talk with employees, I'm like, we just can't explain it. We cannot explain the, the demand and the price increases. Every time we go back to replace product, we're paying more and more for it. And even though we're, you know, in this um, self, self-imposed self off-season, you know, that no one wanted right now, uh, we're continuing to see price increases on the products, and we're seeing the, the key rookies holding their value even though they're not playing anymore. People are still chasing Zion. We sold a PSA 10 Prism Zion yesterday for $610. So the demand is still just incredible. Did you see anything, and this goes back a couple of months now, and I, you know, and I hope that, again, the pandemic and shutdown and delay of events haven't really you know, dimmed the excitement here, but what about when the guy gets uh, announced as he's been elected to the Hall of Fame? Uh, Larry Walker or whomever else, uh, what, what does that is that a predictable spike or at least in interest, if not prices? Yeah, for the first time, I started seeing customers. As an example, I started seeing customers bringing in their Larry Walker rookies to get graded, 
which I'd never seen. But, but yes, it does have an – especially when they're borderline guys like him, like is he going to get in or not. You know, when they do make it, you know, we saw that uh, Biggio, we saw a nice price increase when he got in. Um, the ones who were a given, like Jeter, um, we normally see a run-up in pricing leading up to them going in because everyone – and Chipper, you know, sure. they, were, they were obvious they were going to get in. Frank Thomas. Uh, yeah, yeah. When you already know it's going to happen, uh, people say, well, I'm going to buy these up because he's going in the Hall of Fame. And I say, yes, but everyone already knows they're going in the Hall of Fame. It's not a surprise to anyone. So, so. The, the increase is already kind of baked into it for a guy like Chipper. Exactly, yeah. Other than on like these iconic sets I'm talking about because he's another guy oh, we're yeah. seeing some movement on, yeah. Yeah, the um, and I want to ask about maybe some of the older players as well. Like when Jack Morris or or Alan Trammell, for instance, gets announced. Um, and I, I'm not going to be disrespectful here, but to me, that's not the same as quote the regular uh, uh, elections. Uh, and I know that among the general public, it's all newer and hotter players. Uh, yeah. For a guy like Alan Trammell, do you see any movement? Um, I have not. I mean, when, when you have guys like that come in, there will be some, but, uh, you're right. It, it's, it's the, the guys who get in on their, you know, it's their first year of eligibility. That's where you see the pop, you know, or sixth year, whatever, you know, where they were borderline. Then suddenly they get in the next year. That's where you see a bigger movement on cards. All right, episode five, base cards becoming chase cards, all the iconic sets. Uh, yeah, go back and get the star players there, whether it was their first-year card or not. Uh, it is the, something that Joe has not seen in the industry, and I'd never even heard of it, uh, obviously, until the past couple of months, and it is on fire. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we have a special guest, Jeff Wilson from Sports Card Investors. I got questions for him, including what in the world's happening with my 1976 Walter Payton rookie card. It's the collector and the dealer, vintage, modern, and everything else in today's sports card world. Episode 5, base cards have become chase cards. The iconic card chase, uh, Joe has given you the flyover on all of that. Uh, but I've got a pressing question, and it shouldn't be a pressing question for a card that's 44 years old because here's what's supposed to not happen with vintage cards. There's not supposed to be sudden spikes. They're not supposed to necessarily fluctuate. They're supposed to be slow and steady gains over the years. Well, when I said we're going to find out what's happened to my Walter Payton rookie card price, see, the problem is it's not my card yet. I want it to be my card, and suddenly there's a lot of interest in that and a lot of other specific vintage cards that I have on my checklist. Uh, to explain what's going on, no better source than from Sports Card Investor, it is Jeff Wilson. Jeff, welcome to The Collector and the Dealer. How you doing, brother? Hey, thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah. Doing great. Appreciate your time. Joe and I are going to uh, hit you up for some knowledge right now. And specifically, I was watching one of your videos earlier this week, and you hit on a card that is on my checklist, Walter Payton, Topps Rookie from 76. Sure. Vintage cards aren't supposed to have spikes out of nowhere. What's going on? <laughs> They're not supposed to, but they all have. A lot of them have really spiked up in the market over the last couple of months. Uh, and what's going on is that there's no sports on TV, so there's the modern players, people are not chasing them as much as, as they normally do when they're able to watch them play in games. Uh, but then on the flip side, 
you know, people are seeing things like the Last Dance documentary with the Chicago Bulls, and they're reminiscing about, you know, cards that they want to collect for their PC, players who they saw when they were kids and that type of thing. And so what we've seen is an incredible run on these iconic type of chase cards. Your, your Walter Payton being a good example. I mean, that card's been, that card's been going up. The, I was just looking at the PSA 9 of that card. Uh, sold for $2,000 a couple of days ago. And back in February, it was selling for 1500 So it's gone up by 25%, which may not sound like a lot, but for a vintage car to move 25% over the course of two months is actually not something that you would normally see in the market. And of course, it moved 25% up during the same time period when most of the economy yep. moved 25% or more down, right? Yeah, Jeff, it's great having you on today. Um, it is amazing the price movement we are seeing on both those vintage stars. And, of course, my, I know your true expertise that you follow, we talk all the time, is modern star cards, modern rookies and so forth. So um, which guys are you seeing the most movement on right now? I know you have great data tools that you look at. Uh, who are some of your top five guys that you're seeing trending in the market in the uh, modern star, modern player market right now? Well, you know, what's interesting is, you know, a, a, a lot of the trending has been more for the older players. I was just looking at um, over the last 90 days who the hottest names have been in the market overall. Uh, and actually in the last couple of weeks, and, and this also puts them to the top of the leaderboard for the last 90 days, you've got Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. And the reason why they have all of a sudden become so hot is because ESPN announced that they're doing a documentary about the, uh, the iconic home run chase. And, of course, everybody in the sports card market knows that the Chicago Bulls players, all their cards went up when their documentary yep. came out. So now people are buying Sosa and McGuire cards. Um, but, you know, in terms of the modern guys, uh, Dak Prescott has been the hottest of the modern players. Um, he, uh, he's, his cards are up 224% over the last 90 days, and most of that increase Make the most out of your daily commute or next road trip in a new Audi from Audi Atlanta. And what better way to do it than behind the wheel of a stylish Audi A5 Sportback. Hey, it's Finn, along with my friends at Audi Atlanta, here to introduce this city to the Audi A5 Sportback. With a versatile and athletic design, the beauty lies within. Combining the sleekness of a coupe with the practicality of a four-door hatchback. And right now, you can lease the Audi A5 Sportback for $537 per month. Find yours at AudiAtlanta.com. And you the Jim Ellis Expressway to start or complete your entire purchase online or shop in person on Peachtree Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Experience the thrill of driving like never before at Audi Atlanta. Offer applies to a 36-month lease, 2024 Audi A5 Sportback 40, 537 per month, 10,000 miles per year with 4731 due at signing. Example stock number A25954 MSRP 49,905 excludes tax, tag, and title fees. Offer expires 531.24 with approved credit. Have you thought about securing your hard-earned assets? Do you have concerns about the future? Protecting assets is crucial, and that's where Nelson Elder Care Law excels. As a family-owned and family-focused firm, we provide absolute assurance and peace of mind through our trademarked Absolute Protection Trust, tailored services in estate planning, probate administration, Medicaid crisis solutions, guardianship and conservatorship. Our goal is to exceed your expectations and empower informed decisions. Visit NelsonElderCareLaw.com for asset protection and peace of mind has really been in the last uh, 30 days since the NFL draft. Um, and the reason why is because the Cowboys uh, got CeeDee Lamb, and they went, they went offense heavy, 
Um, and people, you know, they've obviously got a new head coach this year. Uh, and people are excited about what the Cowboys could do from an offensive standpoint. Um, and they, they think that Dak Prescott's undervalued and that he could have a real breakout year this year. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's definitely one of those guys that, that, that people are chasing. It is the collector and the dealer. I am Chuck Oliver. He's Joe Davis. We are visiting with Jeff Wilson from Sports Card Investors. You get this exact kind of knowledge firsthand directly from Jeff. His YouTube channel, Sports Card Investors, tremendous resource. And it's all online, and it is right there for you. Just go to YouTube. Um, I want to stay in football for another question, Jeff. Uh, is there any blue sky for Russell Wilson? Uh, is, is, what, what is the potential for him, or has that already been kind of baked into it over the past year or so? No, ironically, Russell Wilson is another guy who um, has seen his cards go up quite a bit in the last couple of months. Russell Wilson's cards are up 92% in the last 90 days. Holy smokes. Um, yeah, and, and you know what it was? He was honestly, he was just undervalued. And so what's happening now is since we don't have the, we don't have the sports going on and we've seen this increase in all of these iconic players, what is now happening is that sports card investors are saying like, they're saying, okay, we had that increase of all the iconic players and now their prices have gotten quite high. Who is currently playing, but has the opportunity to become an iconic player whose cards are maybe currently undervalued. They're, they're a little bit ignored. Russell Wilson was absolutely within that, that target. You know, the guys won a super bowl. He's been to another super bowl. He's still pretty early in his career. Um, but because he's no longer the hot rookie, people haven't been chasing his cards the way they've been chasing Kyler Murray or Drew Locke or Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes. Um, those guys are, have all gotten a lot more, you know, attention from, from collectors and investors uh, over the last year. Um, so Russell Wilson's been a little bit forgotten about, and, and I, until this period where people are starting to think who are those iconic guys who are currently playing, and, and as a result, people have really latched onto his cards. Well, Jeff, I'm going to switch gears and ask you about a sport we don't often talk about here on the podcast, but I want to, we have discussed that we're seeing a lot of movement on. What are you seeing in the soccer market? Because I know it's blowing up right now. Yeah, soccer has been, has been amazing. Um, we've been, we have been uh, adding soccer cards into my Market Movers data tool. We've actually now added a bunch because the market has really started to heat up. So a lot of the sports card investors who follow my channel and, and subscribe to my data tool now want to learn, you know, they want to see the price movements on soccer cards. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo, his cards are up 458% in the last 90 days. Um, Mbappe, uh, his cards are up 230%. So you're seeing a lot of these, um, you know, these soccer stars who are, um, really honestly have been, you know, largely ignored by the U.S. market for, for a long period of time. And then you started seeing, you know, obviously, Joe, you know from your business, a lot of international people uh, who, right. were, who were buying up the U.S. cards of these soccer, sto soccer stars. But I really think this year uh, a lot of U.S.-based sports card collectors and investors started to take notice and were like, huh, you know, maybe maybe we should try to get on this trend, and that's why you're seeing all of these guys, um, you know, see their see their prices go up quite a bit. Continuing with Jeff Wilson from Sports Cards Investors. Okay, um, I want you to think best you can, or look on your uh, your computer there. Uh, values from like last September, October ish, 
versus now for Bregman, Jordan Alvarez. What's been the uh, the trash can factor as far as, oh, I don't think I want that guy's rookie card anymore? Uh, the Astros players have definitely cooled off some, <laughs> without a doubt. Um, I haven't. That's a great question. I should I should go back and look at what Bregman, you know, specifically has done. Jordan Alvarez, um, he he has uh, he hasn't really felt, seen the impact of that. I don't think for He's two not reasons. Sullied from he wasn't on the seventeen team. He wasn't he wasn't on the seventeen team, and also his first rookie card in his major league baseball uniform just came out this uh, this kind of spring winter. I think it came out in like February when Top Series One came out. Um, February or maybe that, yeah, I think it's February that that came out. So he hasn't really seen that swing as much, um, but I do think it has affected interest, you know, in, in a guy like Bregman for sure. So Jeff, I got a tough one for you, and I know that uh, your real job uh, you invest in tech companies, um, and you one of the things you try to do is stay ahead of the trend. You know, you see the trend before it's there. So based upon all the analytical tools you have and people are saying, okay, it's too late to jump on the Jordan train or maybe even the McGuire and Sosa because they've already seen a lot of movement. Uh, What's your projections? Who's next? You know, who are people not focusing on yet, but you, you, your guess is it's just around the corner. The next guys to pop up. So, so absolutely. And, and, and the, the fun thing about being in the sports card hobby and, and being a sports card investor is you have to stay on your toes and you have to anticipate what you think that next trend is going to be. Um, and it's, it's, it, is, it takes more thought than ever before because uh, the sports card investors have gotten more and more savvy. So people are really trying to you know, stay ahead of the trends. So in my opinion, the uh, area to focus right now is on the sports that will soon be resuming because I believe, I, I think in particular, a lot of the modern Major League Baseball players um, are good investments. Um, they, you know, they have been, uh, you know, people haven't been as focused on the modern players the last few months. You know, the, the newer, the newer players, especially the, you know, the rookies or the first couple of year players, because they've been going after all these iconic players. Um, but I think the moment that the MLB rolls out with, okay, we're officially starting this date. Here's the schedules, everything like that. All of a sudden, the sports card hobby's attention is going to turn back to the modern players. And I think you're going to see a run up in prices of some of those, um, you know, kind of young stars, whether it's an Acuna or Soto um, or Glaber Torres or, you know, guys like that. I think you're going to see a rally in some of their prices as we get towards opening day in major league baseball. I also think for NBA, you're, you're looking at uh, players who are going to potentially have playoff runs this year. Um, I, I, you know, you've, you've obviously got, um, you know, teams like the Lakers or the Clippers or the Bucks um, or the Celtics who have investable players on them. And I think that some of those guys are going to benefit once, you know, once uh, the NBA season gets kind of, you know, back in gear. Jeff, we've appreciated your time today. Uh, obviously, again, the YouTube channel, Sports Cards Invest, Sports Card Investors. But before you leave, uh, I, I would be uh, a negligent in my host duties uh, because everybody listening right now, I'm going to go ahead and break the news. You're not going to the National, not this calendar year at least. Uh, the tentative date has been rescheduled for Atlantic City in December. Um, Atlantic City is not easy to get to in the summer, much less in the middle of December. Uh, so I don't think there's going to be a national this calendar year, and that absolutely breaks my heart. But, Jeff, 
for folks who aren't going to the national, they can now go to the virtual. Tell everybody what the virtual is. That's right. So, you know, because uh, thankfully I've got the platform of having a really large YouTube following on my channel, my team and I talked about the fact that the fact that the national is canceling is, is a really bad thing for the card community. So many card collectors and card investors look forward to that. It's also a very bad thing for card dealers like Joe, because a lot of card dealers around the country, uh, the national is a major source of revenue and exposure for them. Uh, that really helps boost their year every year. So, you know, my team said, look, we've got the platform, we've got the followership. Let's help these dealers out and let's help the card community out by doing a virtual card show. And we're going to do it the same days that the national was, was already planned for, which is July 29th. The whole thing will start. Um, and we're, our plan is that it was going to be a five-day live stream where we're going to go around the country and connect with dealers uh, in their own stores and have them go live on camera with us and show us the cards that they would have sold at the National. And those cards will all be available for sale in real time for the audience who's watching. Um, and it's going to be completely free, free for dealers as well as free for people to attend. And people can get more information. People can register now for it by going to my website, sportscardinvestor.com and then clicking on the virtual in the main menu bar. Folks, I always say it means a lot more to me personally when people are doing stuff that it's a heck of a lot easier not to. And I promise you, for Jeff and everybody with his staff, it's easier to not do the virtual. So uh, it's free. Take advantage of it. It is a, a giant warm fuzzy that Jeff is just throwing to the sports card community, like I said, and it's 100% off. All right, he can't do any better than that. Jeff, thank you for your time today, brother. It's been wonderful being on the show. appreciate it. Thank you, Jeff. All right, we will uh, go ahead and um, record the rest of this uh, segment, and it'll be up probably next Thursday or I think actually two weeks from today. Jeff, appreciate your time, man. Thank you. Yeah, it was great to talk to you, and I'll look forward to uh, getting the term sheet in the email. All right, great. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Thanks, Jeff. All right, so let's get back into what we're doing, which is going to be you've got Prism Draft Picks football, and I've got 67 tops, right? Yep. All right. Wow. What, all right, three, two, one. Wow, what great stuff. Jeff Wilson, again, sports card investor. And, uh, Joe, give me a, a, everybody listening just a little download on his YouTube channel because I know you've been on there with him before. It is unbelievably interesting and valuable stuff, and it's free. Oh, yeah. Um, it's sports card investor on YouTube. I, I've been a guest on there several times, and uh, Jeff does a great job providing insight for those who enjoy not only collecting but investing in the hobby. And, and, and uh, he, he focuses a lot on specific products, specific players, uh, guys who are trending, uh, guys who might, you know, who he's seeing he has great analytic tools and he's watching the trend so he can share that with his followers and a uh, highly recommended channel. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a joy every time we interact and, and I get to uh, share insights with collectors. All right, we are wrapping up episode five. And when we get to the end of every episode, we know it's a sad moment. So we'd like to throw you a little bone here. Uh, it is a Thursday, which means it's just before the weekend, which means Joe buys a box every single weekend. Joe buys a box, rips it open. Uh, Joe, what are you going to buy? What's it going to cost? And what are you going to find inside the box? This weekend, I'm planning on 2020 Prism Draft Picks football. These are, hobby boxes are around 200 a box now, but you get five autographs of draft picks. I'm hoping to pull a, 
how about a Burrow and a Tua autograph in the same box? That would be sweet. So gorgeous cards, highly collectible, uh, one of the most popular new products for the 2020 football crop. And follow Joe's advice, buy the box. Um, I'm not saying anything about dealers, but there are there are people, Joe, I've heard, that will open a box, get to the point where they rip the Tua or the Burrow Auto, and then put the rest of the open box, uh, knowing the, that they probably already, you know, slice the cream off the top of it uh, in yeah. in the uh, case window there. Um, and at that point, it, it, again, follow Joe's uh, pattern and get the entire box. Uh, Joe, my vintage set of the week, I'm going to go to 1967 Tops. And, I mean, I've got a lot of company there. It is generally oh, considered yeah. one of the uh, – after, like, about 57, it's considered the, the, the most popular, most beautiful, all of the most top sets of vintage uh, uh, issue – Again, post-57, it may be at the top of most people's list. It's got the Carew rookie, the Seaver rookie, unbelievable high numbers, the Brooks Robinson card, which is impossible, uh, the Mark Belanger rookie, which you can't find without the print marks on it. Uh, just talk a little bit about 67 Tops. Yeah, I was just on the phone with a customer yesterday who brought in his 67 set. He just he was all excited because I graded the key cards. And his, the Seaver only got a four, but the Carew got a seven. He's like, oh, that's great. And the, the Brooks Robinson high number got a six. I love that set. I, I always say I wish I was born in 67. I was born in 68. wish I was born in 67 just, just to say I could. that would be my birth year set because uh, beautiful cards, uh, just um, card after cards are just I love the design. You know, many collectors are, are passionate about that year because the design is so beautiful and the high numbers are so tough and desirable. Absolutely. You know, 65, gorgeous set. You know, 66, a, a great set, et cetera. There is something it's, – it's 67 just has a different place, and I mean almost universally across the entire hobby. I mean, the Rocky Colavito card in the high number series mm. is you just – you know, it's one of those cards when you see it, you buy it. Uh, so that is my vintage set of the week, 1967 tops. Baseball, that wraps up another episode of The Collector and the Dealer. Join us again next Thursday. Make the most out of your daily commute or next road trip in a new Audi from Audi Atlanta. And what better way to do it than behind the wheel of a stylish Audi A5 Sportback. Hey, it's Finn, along with my friends at Audi Atlanta, here to introduce this city to the Audi A5 Sportback. With a versatile and athletic design, the beauty lies within. Combining the sleekness of a coupe with the practicality of a four-door hatchback. And right now, you can lease the Audi A5 Sportback for $537 per month. Find yours at AudiAtlanta.com. And use the Jim Ellis Expressway to start or complete your entire purchase online or shop in person on Petrie Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Experience the thrill of driving like never before at Audi Atlanta. Offer applies to a 36-month lease, 2024 Audi A5 Sportback 40, 537 per month, 10,000 miles per year with 4731 due at signing. Example stock number A25954 MSRP 49,905. Excludes tax, tag, and title fees. Offer expires 531.24 with approved credit. Have you thought about securing your hard-earned assets? Do you have concerns about the future? Protecting assets is crucial, and that's where Nelson Elder Care Law excels. As a family-owned and family-focused firm, we provide absolute assurance and peace of mind through our trademarked Absolute Protection Trust, tailored services in estate planning, probate administration, Medicaid crisis solutions, guardianship and conservatorship. Our goal is to exceed your expectations and empower informed decisions. Visit NelsonElderCareLaw.com for asset protection and peace of mind. 